You know, prompt engineering is the most important skill over the next five years. And, and what I mean by prompt engineering, it's knowing how to ask an AI program or knowing how to ask a, a software question so that it'll give you the result that you're looking for. That is the most important skill. Welcome to the Ad Valued Entrepreneurs Podcast, where we're on a mission to end entrepreneurial unhappiness. If you're an entrepreneur with a burning desire to change the world, this podcast is for you. We're here to help you transform your life and business so that you can achieve the freedom and fulfillment you crave. This show is dedicated to entrepreneurs who want more out of their life, more meaning, more purpose, and ultimately, more happiness. You deserve it all, and it's possible. I'm your host, Robert Peterson, pastor turned life coach for business owners. I believe that success without happiness is not true success at all but there's always hope for those who are willing to take action. Join us every week as we bring you inspiring leaders and messages that will help you on your journey towards success. Thank you for investing your time with us today. Let's get started. Mark Savant is the founder of podcast production agency, Mark Savant Media. The company has produced tens of thousands of pieces of content and uses podcasts as the engine to power your website, emails, social media, and long-form content. He hosts the globally ranked top 1% podcast, After Hours Entrepreneur, and leads dozens of entrepreneurs in the After Hours Entrepreneur Mastermind community. Mark Savant and Robert talk about podcasting and growing a business. We delve into the depths of AI and the tools available to help entrepreneurs communicate their message and grow their business. AI raises some concerns, but the tool is here and you should learn it use it, and have an understanding of it because it won't be going away. Mark, so excited to have you on the show today. Looking forward to another great conversation. I know that uh, life's been happening, right? So I, I guess you were on last year and uh, lots been happening in your world. So so what's happening, Mark? Oh, brother, AI is happening. I uh, left my day job in August of last year. Business is growing. Uh, I just feel good about things, baby. I feel good about things. You know, it's a really disruptive time in human history. And the future is is kind of uncharted right now. So I think it's a really important time that people are digging in, learning new skills, listening to shows like this uh, to stay to stay relevant because things are yeah, happening quick. Absolutely. So so the after hours entrepreneur is a full-time entrepreneur. It's all full-time, baby, full-time. Now the After Hours Entrepreneur is, uh, yeah, yeah, day, daytime and nighttime, um, putting it work. And, you know, I think that's one of the, 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 the things that's most exciting to me. There's tools out there, there's strategies that allow you to be working all hours of the day, even when you're not working. You know, putting up these tools, these salespeople, they're working 24-7, 365. Um, and, and that, I think, is, is how shows grow, how businesses grow, how brands grow. You know, when you get people retweeting stuff, things go viral. Uh, you've got these, again, these 24 seven salespeople and that's, that's kind of what I'm interested in right now. Yeah. Well, and obviously now we're using technology to improve our communication and to improve content and, and, and obviously create content at a, at a breakneck speed. <laughs> so, so unprecedented scale, you, what you've learned about AI and, and some ways you're implementing that that have transformed your life and business. 
So I run a podcast production agency, So I, and I help clients launch podcasts. I manage the day-to-day -day operations. I've got a team of six people. We're using a lot of different softwares. We're experimenting with a lot of AI. And there's just so many tools out there. Some of the most obvious is there's a lot of video editing tools that are automated. One of the cool tools that me and my team have been playing with is called video.ai. And what it does is it goes to a YouTube channel. It will pull videos from the YouTube channel and it will create social media clips automatically. Automatically. You can template the videos, you can format those videos, but I don't know about you, but when I first got into video editing, when I first got into production and I opened up Adobe Premiere Pro for the first time, I, I nearly had an... Uh, uh, a stress attack, right? I was having an anxiety attack. I'm like, holy crap, I need to learn all these effects and all this. It was overwhelming. It's all, it doesn't matter anymore because I can use a tool like video.ai or CapCut or some of the many others, Momentum. And I can create clips very quickly, very easily at scale. And that to me has been a pretty cool uh, adjustment. It allows me to give better service to my clients at a better rate. It's a better quality. And the other cool thing that happens with AI, so AI is interesting, right? Because what it does is it, it kind of cuts out all the middle. If you're, if you're average, you can be easily replaced by someone that is very mediocre or maybe below average. I don't need to be a great video editor to use a tool like video.ai. It takes me from a level two video editor to a level seven. So it's it's kind of eliminating all the middlemen, all the middle performers in these in these industries, which I think is inter interesting. You can either you can be successful at the very bottom by elevating, or you can be successful at the very top because you're the best of the best. Yeah, well, and and you're using a tool that that elevates your game because the tool's doing the things automatically for you. Like our, I mean, we we started the podcast two years ago, and and and. I took notes on sheets of paper and I'd mark a clip with a little star when somebody said something awesome, like, and then, and then that goes to my VA person and, and admin team. And they go, they go to premiere and they, they go across the thing to pull that clip and then cut out yep. the one minute clip and add the intro that like it's, they're pretty fast, but, but they're not AI fast. Right. And so, so there's a lot of, there was a lot of time involved and I've, I've upgraded to digital. So now I do a digital note, the digital note automatically gets saved to a PDF. And, and then, you know, they don't use my notes now anyway, they're just for me. And cause we use Otter and all these other things that extract yep. all the text. In fact, uh, there was an AI that we used for a little bit that did the text and the cut out clips and put the text in the clips together and you hit one button and it downloaded it and was ready to go on social boom post. So, so yeah, it's, 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 it's speeding up things that are already going too dang fast. That's right. And you know, there's different schools of thought on this. I definitely run, I run into people who are like, I don't like AI. It's going to take my job. I don't like it. I'm going to bury my head in the sand. And to me, that is the most dangerous place to be. You know, what, however you feel morally, ethically, professionally about AI, it is happening. And I liken it to, you know, let's say you and I are in the same industry, right? If you're riding a bicycle and I'm in a Ferrari, you just can't compete. Right. You cannot compete. You might be able to compete for like the first 
second, but then I'm, I'm long gone. And so failure to recognize and implement these tools and start playing with these tools now, you leave yourself extremely vulnerable, extremely vulnerable. And I think that that's, you know, something that I'm, I'm very concerned about and something I've been talking a lot about on my show after I was entrepreneur, you were on my show. We were talking about this, this topic specifically on the after hours entrepreneur, because these tools are real, they're happening. There's no putting it back in the box. So you can either adapt or adapt or die basically. And and that's, and that's the thing, right? I mean, this isn't the first, this isn't the first technology that's, that's threatened to take people's jobs. right? Right. I mean, you know, I'm sure that the typewriter at the time, everybody's like, you know, all my pens are going to go out of business and, and writing is writing is supposed to be done, you know, with, with a pen and a piece of paper. And, and of course the typewriter was replaced by the keyboard and the keyboard, I mean, every, every iteration of this technology typically is actually making us better depending on your terms for defining better. But, the reality of jobs, jobs shift and change all of the time. And so I like what you said earlier about the idea that this could take a media, mediocre video editor and elevate them simply by learning this tool, you know, to a, to a mid high level editor, because the tools doing the work for them and they're operating the tool. And so recognizing it, I mean, I guess it's, it's kind of like, you know, you can keep on doing the roof with a hammer and a nail, but the guy that's doing the roof with an air nailer or a power nailer is going to get two roofs done in a week instead of one. <laughs> and and so use the tool and recognize it as a tool, not as a threat. And I think, like you said, embracing it, learning it, applying it, understanding it, because once you start using it, you start to understand, man, this is, this is basically a search engine that's, that's, added some features right it's being it's able to quickly search your videos and grab the things that that have keywords in them have conversations and have statements that are meaningful so much faster than you know a human being listening to you know the entire 45 minute episode to try to grab the one nugget of wisdom the ai goes through it and says oh here's a nugget here's a nugget here's a nugget let me clip 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 <laughs> and it's doing all those things you know faster than you and I can blink. And and that's what's so incredible about it. And for me, it's just, it's just amplified my creativity. Like I come up with an idea and I can just put the idea into the AI and it'll give me an outline. It'll give me a, a an expectations. Um, I'm writing proposals with AI because you can put the proposal in there and then it adds all these elements that you're like, Oh, I didn't even think of that stuff. Oh, that's no. great. Right? Like it's, it's allowing me to not get caught up in the details and the AI is pulling up the details and saying, Oh, you should include this. You should include this. You should include this. And then you know what? Oh, it added that thing, but that doesn't make any sense. So I just delete that. And I send the proposal to a customer and it, it, it has elevated my game for sure. Like <laughs> it makes me look a lot better because it looks like, dude, this guy's got it all together. Cause look, he's got proposals that have all these pieces and elements and, and the AI just really helps in, in thinking more completely, right? And, and learning to ask the questions. I feel like we're, we're back in, I guess, in high school when I learned how to, you know, program DOS and, and, you know, garbage in, garbage out. And you, you had to 
you had to understand how the computer thought. And at that time, it seemed like the, and it's actually the same today, but the, the computer, you had to give it each detail or, or it would miss something. It would skip a step. It wouldn't draw the box in the, the little circle and the little wheel and the wagon, you know, to make something look like a wagon on the screen. If you missed a step, it, it, it couldn't do it. And I think the AI is just similar, right? We have to learn the language. We have to learn the prompts, right? Everybody's out selling their prompts now. But I feel like that exploration into, into prompting and having the conversation with the AI really can can create some pretty incredible things. And so learning yep. learning the tool is just is just so powerful to advancing your your life and business. Yeah, prompt engineering is the most important skill over the next five years. And, and what I mean by prompt engineering, it's knowing how to ask an AI program or knowing how to ask a, a software question so that it'll give you the result that you're looking for. That is the most important skill. And this is probably the, the biggest danger that young people are getting into these days, not just young people, but everybody, is we're, we're, we're so focused on what was important over the last 10 years. I'll give you a perfect example. I was talking to my trainer at the gym. He's unhappy with his job. Spoiler alert. That's like basically <laughs> everybody. And so he explained that he's he's been taking classes to learn how to code. So he's he's going to code. I'm like, brother, love you. Great idea. Great. I'm glad you're investing yourself. The problem here is that why would someone pay you to do the coding when a, a, a an, an AI software can write that code way faster, way faster than you can. Now, I get that there's value in understanding the underlying concepts of the coding, but you, not only do you need to learn how to code, you need to learn how to prompt ChatGPT on how to write the code for you. I'll give you another example. I get hit up all the time by people that want to edit my videos, all the time. Like yes. during the course of our conversation, I'll probably get five DMs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And in any way, I got a I got a DM the other day, and for whatever reason, I decided I was going to engage with this person. And I said, "Okay, cool. You know what? What, um, what software do you use to edit your videos?" And he said, "I use Adobe Premiere Pro." And immediately, I was like, "Not interested. Not interested." Because it's going to take you ten times longer to create a clip than it would having a software create the, like an AI software, like like I mentioned before like a video.ai. That's one that my team and I are really happy with right now. So anyway, I, I think it, you're, 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 you're basically working yourself into irrelevance if you're not adapting the tools now. It's, it's, it's so vitally important. I cannot stress it enough. You know, it, one of the things I recommend to people that are like, I don't know where to start. It's too confusing. I say, listen, open up chat GPT for 15 minutes a day. Take 15 minutes a day and whatever questions, whatever problems you're struggling with during the day, just ask, just type in your question. Start to get comfortable. Spend 15 minutes a day in chat GPT and you'll, you'll start to see the, the powerful impact it's going to have on everything that you do. That's my challenge. If you're listening to this, if you walk away with nothing, spend 15 minutes a day in chat GPT and you will be shocked what is possible. But, and it's, it's, it's actually, like you said, it can be a rabbit hole, to be honest, once you start messing with prompts and you start messing with really that prompt engineering, right? So, you know, I spend part of my day act as a business coach and write this, 
I spend part of my day act as a marketing expert and write this, right? Act as a podcast producer and write this and just, just engineering the prompts for, for representing the character you want to represent. Who is, who are you writing this for? And the more information that you give the prompt, the, the, the greater the results. And you can create some, some pretty incredible stuff. You know, I, I'm not even going to go down. That's that coding road, but, but obviously people are using it for coding and it, if you give it the right instructions, it will write the code that works, right? It won't make the mistakes that we make humanly in, in coding. And so prompt engineering, like you said, is, is really where, where the skill set is. And it, it can be a lot of fun, right? To play with it, right? You change one or two words in your, in your instruction and you see what the result comes back out. And you're like, Oh, that's funny. Right. And, and, and you can really, it's, it really is kind of a game of, of playing with the result. Um, I love just getting an outline and then taking the outline and then filling in the blanks. Right. And, and, and you can change the tone between chapter one and chapter two or, or section one and section two by, by changing, you know, how you engineer the prompt, right. Who's the character that's talking. Who's the, the, I, I guess you're thinking more in story, right. Even though these are business things, the idea of, of story, you know, who's it for, why, why are you doing it? And the more you give the the AI that information and set it up, right? It's all it's it's funny because it's really back to some of the basics that we learned as entrepreneurs, right? Who's your ideal client? Why do you care about them? What's the problem you solve? And when you give that information to to the AI to Chat GPT, it has the power to take all of that and spit out some pretty incredible stuff that's like oh this is what's in my head but it's coming out on this page <laughs> and what's what's really fascinating to me about ai is the creativity that comes with it the creativity i'll give you another example the other day i was um i was at my folks place my folks house and my i walked in my mother just had her head in her hands she was in front of her laptop she's like on the verge of tears i said what's going on and she's in a master's program to learn about art um, agriculture down here in South Florida, how to grow certain types of plants in South Florida, certain types of pests and things like that. I said, what's going on? She said, I need to write an FAQ article for the university's website on various types of, on the, you know, various types of problems that agriculture run into down here and how to solve them. And I just, I'm just, I'm brain blocked. I said, stop, stop what you're doing right now, mom, relax. It's going to be okay. So we popped open the computer, we went to ChatGPT, and we simply said, write me a list of 50 types of agricultural hazards that impact plant life in South Florida. Boom! It took it two minutes to write out 50 different examples. And her, it's like, it's like she went from being blind to seeing for the first time. She's like, holy crap. I'm like, let me take this a step further for you. Right. Which one's your favorite? She's like, I like this one. It's like, okay. Okay, ChatGPT, write me a 500-word blog explaining or expanding on this particular topic, 500 words. She was like, holy crap. And, you know, what had taken her two hours and gotten her nothing, we finished in about 10 minutes. Now, mind you, if you're just copying, pasting AI blog articles to your university website or your professor, you could run into problems because it's all AI generated. And there's ways of tracking that and monitoring that. 
but it really helped her get the juices flowing. Um, and just a quick side note, if you're worried about someone um, understanding or, or deciphering that you're using AI to write your articles, there's a very quick, there's a very simple workaround in that simply replace every seventh word with a synonym, with a synonym. So instead of, you know, drink, you might use the word consumed, right? And, and by switching out every seventh word, it can trick most of the um, it can it can trick these detecting softwares because that's what AI is. It's a um, it's a it's it's a descriptive predictive text mechanism based on this text. This is what the next word will be. So anyway, that's a way of kind of tricking these machines. Well, and the machines still haven't quite got it yet anyway because some people put in their content plus the AI content, and half that half the time it's getting it. it it's 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 accusing you of being AI and accusing your AI of being human. So <laughs> we're at the very beginning of this. We're at oh, the very right. beginning. No which doubt. Which is why I think it's important to your point that we're just, we're playing with it. We're experimenting now because it's going to evolve quickly. And we want to make sure that we're at the head of the curve. Well, and, and I love, like you said, I love the creativity, like putting stuff in there and, and some of the stuff it spits out like, Holy smoke. That was really cool. I did a, I, we've got a little video. I was, I was shown a video on another, another company and they gave me permission to use it. And, and I said, well, I don't want to use it. it. And it's a cute little cartoon video. Um, it basically appeals to my ideal client, basically Chuck and his truck is stuck. His business is going nowhere. And, and instead of using that, I took that idea into the AI and I said, I've got these two characters. They both own you know, service provider businesses and, and one of them is struggling. And then one of them hires a coach and, and write a poem <laughs> that, you know, I've got a two minute video now that, that my wife, we plugged that into another software program and we put, created the characters, but the entire text that, that rhymes and, and yeah, we had to do some work on it. Cause it was, it had some definite spots in there that were like, Oh, that, that doesn't make any sense. Or that doesn't sound right. But for the most part, we were able to use 75% of it as an outline for a poem that would have taken me weeks to try to figure out right. the rhyme and the, <laughs> the rhythm right. for that poem, right? And, and so now I've got the basic rhyme and the rhythm, and I just go through and, oh, all right, I need to change this line. And then I take that line and I go back in and say, give me, a, give me three versions of this <laughs> because it gives you words that you'd never think of, like, holy smoke. I'd have never thought of that word and it's the perfect word, right? But you just have to you experiment and play and you're, trust me, you're, you're saving so much time because I would have never been able to create that poem. Like I think back to days of poetry and rhyming and trying to write sentences, it just doesn't come naturally. And it, you pop it into there and it, it spits out this really cool thing. And yeah, there's still 25% of work to, to tweak it and, and get it going. But we made this video in three days that would have taken us months to make and, Just, and the better you are at, at the prompt engineering the less effort it takes absolutely and and that's what playing with it allows you to do right, right? because because if you if you're willing to try a prompt see the result oh change the prompt a little see a result take the result and add a little prompt see a result like like it's it's so fast it's not like it's not like the old days of, well, 
I go all the way back to sticking cards in a computer and waiting for 30 minutes to see if you get a result, right? This, <laughs> this AI is instantaneous. Like it, 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 that 500 word, it'll write 3000 words. If you tell it to like write a 3000 word chapter for a book on blah, blah, blah. And, and it'll spit that sucker out and you'll be like, wow. Okay. It's, it's unbelievable. You talk about book writing. I don't know that authorship will ever be the same. We will be right back after this short break. Are you an entrepreneur who started their business with purpose and passion only to lose sight of it amidst the daily grind? We understand how frustrating that can be. That's why we're offering free strategy calls to help you gain clarity on the barriers holding you back from achieving your dreams. In just 30 minutes, our experienced coaches will work with you to identify obstacles and develop strategies for overcoming them. There's no commitment or pressure. Just a chance to get some assistance and clarity you need. Scheduling is easy. Simply visit smilingcall.com and select a time that works for you. Let's jump on a call and build your business together. It's time for you to add value and achieve your full potential as an entrepreneur. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. What should it you know, be? It used to, it, like... One of the things on my bucket list has always been to write a book. And I was like, it's going to take too much time, it's going to take too, too much effort. Honestly, if I really wanted to, I could write a great book today and I could have it published on Amazon for free. For right. free. All, it could be all done. It's unbelievable. Plus, you know, I host this podcast after I was entrepreneur. I could just go to my favorite episodes. <clears throat> I could transcribe them and use AI to take the transcription and write an article about that. And then I could have 20 articles in my book about with all my favorite guests. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Well, I'll give you another it, example. Web design. Why would I ever hire a web designer when I can have chat GPT tell me how to design my website? We used to, in, in, in my pro group that I lead, one of the members walked us through, walked us through step-by-step step how to optimize your website with chat GPT. And, and here's how it worked. We used a uh, software to scrape the website of all the text, took all the text from the website. We explained to chat GPT, Hey, this is what the business is. This is what we do. Uh, based on this, it, it said, we asked it to give us, uh, examples of different website formats. Okay. And it put it in a table. It gave us 10 different website formats to say, okay, cool. Based on my business, what's the best format? I said, well, you offer different services, da, 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 da. We, we recommend the modular type. I rec recommend the modular format of web design. And it broke down, this is what the different pages need to be. This is how you should format each page. It even gave us the text that we should write. It gave us the keywords. It gave us the metadata. It gave us the H1, the H2 headers. It's unbelievable. Why would I ever hire a web designer for $5,000 if I can hire someone that knows how to use ChatGPT or I could do it myself, but I could I could empower other people with ChatGPT or I could hire. And that's what I meant where I says it, it eliminates the middle. Because I can take someone who, who's a, like a beginner web designer. If they know how to use ChatGPT, all of a sudden they become an excellent web designer. Well, and, and that's the and power. It speaks, and it speaks Google's language, right? I mean, right. the metadata and the SEO data that it's giving you is what the computer wants versus the stuff we've been trying to stuff into that SEO spot to make it work. Right. <laughs> I mean, that, that that's the craziness is, is really, this is, this is going to speak Google's language. You're going to create a website. That's 
that's appealing to the Google crawler and the Google crawler is going to go, Ooh, I like this place. <laughs> this is speaking yeah. my language and, and I'm going to be, I'm going to elevate it because it it's, it's got all of the pieces. Right. And, and the truth is we just can't handle all of the pieces, right? That all those pieces in the middle are a pain in the butt when it comes to web design, when it comes to creating videos, when it comes to creating, even writing a book, right? I can tell great stories, but all the stuff in between is where it's a pain in it's a pain in the rear, and the and the AI can fill in all those gaps in meaningful and and helpful ways. So you take the creative part and you get the outline and you get the layout and you get the design, and then you take the the here's what my business looks like. What's the best way to tell the story? What's the best way to communicate this so people understand it? What's the best SEO and metadata to put in so that so that Google can find it and it's searchable. It's filling in all of those pieces and really just creating something that's more holistic, right? I mean, it's it's taking taking our little pieces and adding all the things that are necessary to make it really functional. And that's I think that's where the real the real power is. It first, it's a lot of fun because I think the creativity element, like you said, man, it just takes away writer's block because you can just throw in a question and get started. Boom and and then if you if you if you sit there and you work with it, like you said, 15 minutes a day, you're going to start being able to engineer some pretty cool prompts. And the kind of cool thing is, you know, so my wife, who was avoiding it, we've I've been using AI for two and a half, almost yeah, two two and a half years at least. And and my wife had kind of avoided it. Now all of a sudden she's like she's working with clients, doing some design and some some layouts, helping to make catalogs and some of these things. And she just started playing with logos and titles <laughs> and yeah. like, like your job title. And so she throws in, you know, boring, I'm a, you know, life coach versus, you know, coming up with these ways of, I'm a journey navigator for women searching for <laughs> purpose. <laughs> and you put that in there and it gives you 10, 10 ideas and eight of them are crazy, but one of them is like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it and it really communicates what what this person's actually looking for. And she started, she's falling in love with it. She uses it every day now <laughs> for for different exploration things. And I mean, it, it's kind of like doing back in the day when we were doing a Google search and coming up with pictures of airplanes we'd never seen before, right? And now all of a sudden, now we're doing Google searches for I mean, basically chat GPT searches for, you know what's the language and best layout for my website and how should I put that together? And boom, it's giving you pretty incredible pieces. That's amazing. Like it's just, it's, it's fun if you lean into it. And, and, and I think like you said, it's life changing and business changing. If you really figure out the ways to best apply it and use it and, and shortcut some of the waste that you have in your life and business. And it can be a little bit overwhelming, at first, it's, it's, it, it doesn't have to be. Something like ChatGPT is very accessible, which is why it's one of the fastest growing softwares of all time. It, it is actually the fastest growing software, faster than any other software, Facebook, YouTube, anything like that. Um, but this is the type of stuff that we, we talk about a lot that I teach in my pro group. And it, it's unbelievable. And things get really exciting when you start automating. You start automating the AI. I, I love Zapier. I've been using it for years. And once I started implementing ChatGPT with Zapier, it really, it just, it really changed the way that I look at at production. So I'll give you a perfect example. 
after I finish recording a podcast episode, you know, like this, I'll fill out a Google form. It takes me about three minutes. I'll input certain information like my name, the name of the guest, some key talking points that we talked about. Maybe I had like three or four key takeaways. I, imp I input that. Uh, Zapier sends that, that data over to ChatGPT. ChatGPT will create a new folder in my Google Drive. It'll create a new Google Doc in my Drive. And then it will write out, it'll give me various examples of titles. It'll give me three or four titles. It'll write out the entire description for the episode. It'll give me the, the links. It gives It does all that work, which used to take a lot of time. Then I can simply take that information. I can copy and paste it or maybe make some slight tweaks and put it into my podcast description. So now all my podcast pre-work is done. That stuff that would have taken me 30 to 40 minutes on a Sunday night when I'm tired, I just want to spend some time with, time with my wife. It's already freaking done. It's already done. So it, I, I, I just, I'm sorry, I'm getting kind of worked up. I'm getting kind of excited <laughs> over here because when I see people doing this stuff the old fashioned way, it's like, bro, you are missing the freaking boat. Not only do you suck at writing and the chat GPT can do it way better than you, you're spending time doing something that doesn't actually add value. You should be spending time on phone calls with potential clients. You should be spending time recording more content. You should be spending time working on your personal fitness. You're spending time with your loved ones. Leverage the tools because they are here for you. And if you're not using them and learning them, you will be left in the dust. There's no doubt in my mind. And you're going to be one of those people that's complaining about the patriarchy or something like that. No, just <laughs> leverage the tools that are there so that you can remain a relevant member of society. It, you know what? While I'm on this riff right now, I'm going to go back in time to when cars were in, invented. Automobiles. You drive a car, probably. I drive a car. Cars are pretty cool. When cars were first introduced in New York City, people were pissed. People were so upset because everyone was riding horses, and there were horses, and there were buggies and trailers. This is going to completely upend the industry. Now we're not going to have places for horses to tie, to tie up horses. Now we're not going to – all the people that were shoveling crap in the streets, what are they going to do with their time? They're going to lose their jobs. What about the people that were producing food and water for horses? What about the people that were making saddles? and leather? All their jobs are going to be ruined. Yeah, those jobs are gone. But now you've got the, the automobile industry, which produces way more jobs. And I really, I, when I think of AI, I kind of see it in that same light. All these people that are, are scared, okay, well, what about these jobs? What about these functions that I was serving? Yeah, those are going to phase out. But there's going to be many more jobs that are, are invented if you're willing to, to go that extra mile and start learning and, and executing. So those are the types of things that I, I, that's my perspective on it. We could go deeper into the moral hazard and some of the ethical concerns with AI because that's real too. That's real too. What well, is? And, and, but it's the same as it's the same as automobiles, right? They're dangerous if we speed. They're dangerous if we don't take care of them. They're. I mean, obviously, the danger always exists around around these new creations and these new inventions, and and of course, the big danger is that we're letting human beings use them. <laughs> so change, change is scary. I'll give you a perfect example. When you talk about scary stuff. Um, you know, we're in the middle of a, a presidential cycle here. And one of the big challenges is Trump versus DeSantis. Who's going to win? So DeSantis the other day put out an advertisement that was blasting Trump for his, you know, affiliation with, with Fauci, right? Uh, a lot of conservatives don't like Fauci. I think a lot of people in general don't like Fauci, but that's another, that's a whole other side story. Um, what, 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 but what happened in this video, in this ad 
was there was this scene, there was a picture of Donald Trump hugging and giving and uh, giving Fauci a, like a kiss on the cheek, like they're best buddies. That picture is not real. It never happened. It was 100% fully AI generated. So take a step back and think about that. What's real anymore? Because the story already got, got run with, the ad is already out there, but it's not even real. It's not even true. You know, so I don't want to get into disinformation, misinformation. That That's kind of a bunch of bunk, my opinion. But if AI is able to create high-quality videos, high-quality photos, high-quality audio, how are we going to determine what actually happened and what, what didn't happen? That's a That, to me, is probably one of the biggest concerns I have moving forward is trying to figure out what's real and what's fake. Hmm. Because, you know, looking over the past five years, there was kind of things like, don't believe your lying eyes. Okay, I, I believe what I see, not what somebody tells me on the radio or whatever. But now I can't even believe what I see because AI can create these very, very realistic looking images and videos. That's I, I don't I don't know the solution to that yet. We're, I don't know. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take we're gonna take the Loch Ness and alien photos to a whole new level now. Oh, forget about it. You're gonna show up to court with an audio <laughs> recording of something that someone said on the phone, and the judge is gonna say that's inadmissible. I right. can't I can't even bring that to court because I don't know if it's AI generated or not. Yeah, I just I just had a conversation with my friend, and he was he was actually smoking in an alley with a guy in Las Vegas and had a conversation. The guy's like, dude, I really like your voice. And he's from Australia and, and, and really cool. And so it has a really cool voice. And he said, you know, if, if I get four hours of your recorded voice, we can, we can use AI to sell it. And basically authors can buy your voice yeah. to do the audio recording for their, for their audio book. And the AI will automatically read the book just like Descript is doing, you know, for, for sentences, right? So Descript, you can say, I love Chevy's and then Descript will actually change it to, I love Ford's if they type that in there, yep. <laughs> but this will do a whole audio book. So he's like, well, I have my audio book. It's almost four hours long and, and it's the perfect recording of his voice. And now he's going to be selling his voice. So, so his voice is out there to be reading other people's material and, and like you said, it won't be long until we have entire movies, which is why the writers are on strike right now is because they want to protect their jobs from from AI in the industry. But but AI is going to be necessary for the industry. Otherwise, some other industry is just going to pass it up that doesn't have the requirements of the union. And, and unions are known for trying to protect jobs beyond a, a limit. My dad was a steel worker and, and the union tried to protect their jobs from the, the next wave of industrialization. And, and it, it, it closed the industry. <laughs> like the steel yeah. industry has basically left the United States because, because the union shut it out. And, and in their effort to protect their jobs instead of innovate and, and recognize the innovation. And I, I see the same thing is going to happen if, if, if comedians and, and uh, writers and stories choose not to use AI, they're going to get left behind because the people that are going to use AI on YouTube or on whatever are going to have better stories. They're going to have better levels of, of engagement because they can do so much more so much faster. So it'll be interesting to see how, how some of these things change. And, and I agree with you, like politically, who knows, like it's crazy. The 
yeah, the the attacks. It's, get, it's, the, it's actually the, the the political thing to me is actually very very scary. Right. You know, I the the you know the propaganda movement is going to go out of control because here's the problem: once you've seen something on social media or once you've read an article, like it's it's already ingrained. If someone comes back three days later and says, actually, that was not real. I might not see that. Right. All I know is the article that I've already read or the picture I've seen of Trump kissing Fauci or whatever. I would say that the vast majority of people that saw that ad of Trump and, and Fauci, you know, hugging it out, <clears throat> they're not going to get the retraction. They're not going to know that actually, you know, that, that, that didn't actually happen. They've already cemented it in their mind. You know, so that's, a, that's a pretty, kind of scary thing. So I, I don't know the exact way that we're going to authenticate that. I don't know who are the powers that actually authenticate what's real or not. Right. That's kind of, that's kind of a scary thing too, because what are their motivations? So there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of interesting things that, that, that can happen. I mean, this whole, I don't want to go down the political rabbit hole, but there's a lot of things that were said during the COVID lockdowns that are just inequivocally, inequivocally proven false. We like we just we just know it. Like Fauci says, don't wear masks, wear masks, don't wear masks, wear masks. It's 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 all bullcrap, right? So um that to me is is a concern. Who who are the people that are coding these AI tools? I'll give you a good example of this. I thought this was funny. So we were doing a walkthrough in my pro group. We were using chat GPT, we were kind of playing with some different ideas. And one of the members in the group, uh we've got about 35, 40 members in the group. One of the members in the group, he runs like a um, a, a masculinity brand. You know, he's about, um, you know, being a better husband, exercising, you know, that, you know, being a greater, better dad, you know, fulfilling your, your, you know, alpha male potential, whatever it is. Um, and so we asked chat GPT, Hey, could you rewrite this in a more masculine tone? Chat GPT gives us back. You're not gonna believe it. It says, uh, I'm sorry, I cannot perpetuate negative gender stereotypes and we're like <laughs> what what we all everybody in that we had like 15 people and everyone was like what that's crazy you know and so who are the people that are actually coding and, and pulling on these levers of power interesting question uh and i think something to watch out for and something that everyone needs to and this again is a reason why we need to be playing with these tools now so we can understand what you know what we're actually getting out or what we're actually getting back um you know, the, the flip side, though, is that I think um, AI is different. You know, I mentioned that, you know, cars and horses and, and the phasing out of old jobs. AI is a little bit different because in the past technology, what it's done is it's replaced the worker class type of jobs. Right. OK, I don't need to tend to the horse anymore because the car the car can take care of that as an example. Um, the industrial revolution. Okay. I, I, I don't need to go out in, in, in with a, a hammer and pitchfork and, and, you know, compress this stone. I've got an industrial line that can handle that. So it, so what technology historically has done is replace the worker class menial jobs that nobody wants to do. But your example is really interesting about the writer's union because AI doesn't replace the menial jobs. It replaces those higher end white collar type of jobs. That is going to, I don't know what all the implications are of that, but that to me is an interesting thing where all these people have taken out hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of debt. And then all of a sudden that career that they got is completely worthless because a computer can do it 10 times better, a hundred times faster. Well, and, 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 it, and it's going to elevate some people that are down here in the, 
in in you know playing at their computer at home creating a story <laughs> that, that, oh we can't let those people those people can't get in we got to keep them down well they that's exactly that's exactly what the union wants to do right of course is is protect protect their class well all the people around them are going to i think that some of them might get passed up because because people are using the tool 100 and, and you know because a lot of people have just gotten lazy they've got you know I, you talk about unions in general, and I, I, you know, I don't want to go all in on unions, but you know, there, there need. To, let me put it this way: there needs to be a p- positive incentives. There need, you know, we need to have incentives for you've done something good, so you're rewarded. <laughs> you know, good, good work is rewarded, and I, I think that you know, I don't know if if you feel like you're on this this high horse where nobody can touch you. I'm part of, you know, I'm part of the royalty. Let's say. And those peons can, you know, they can never come up. AI kind of flips that on its head, you know, and I, I, I don't know what the implications of, of that are, but um, it, it, well, everything is of, different now. Part of my love for entrepreneurship is it's performance-based pay. Right. To be an entrepreneur, you're, you're, you're in a sales field, you're getting paid for performance or you're going out of business. And, right. and I'm a, I'm a huge advocate which of course the unions are, are anti-performance-based pay. Most of our culture is against it, which is why most people hate sales because the reality right. of sales is it's performance-based pay. And most people are opposed to that when it comes down to their own paycheck. But, but, but the reality, I think, I, I believe a movement is coming in our culture where people are going to be paid for performance. And, and obviously that's challenging in many industries. It's challenging, but, but that's where, that's where it needs to, things need to shift because people need to be paid for the work they do rather than the titles they have or the position they're in or this protected class idea, because we've got a whole bunch of wasted middle stuff where people are getting paid and, and they're not really performing. They're not really doing anything. They have no real function, especially in our government. There's layers and layers of, of, <laughs> of management and leadership and that, that are really just wasting taxpayer dollars. And at some point, I, I think there's going to be a shift towards more performance-based pay. It's already There's, happened in the tech industry. Right. I mean, all the big tech companies, Facebook, Amazon, Twitter, they're laying off tens of thousands of employees. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's because the industry has to shift and the, the, the way we pay, the way we compensate um, people is going to have to be for performance. It's going to have to be for, you know, the number of words you produce, the number of content, the amount of content you produce, the amount of, you know, sales you generate, the conversations that you actually have. Um, I think, I think there just has to be uh, more shift in that direction, and and people that are using the tools are going to be the most productive that can that can benefit the most from from those productivity needs that that that'll actually help people. Right? I mean, that AI is a great tool. It's really powerful. It's going to help people. How it gets regulated, how it gets controlled is going to be an impact. And so if you have a better understanding of it, you're going to recognize uh, the impact of of how that happens. And so, whoo, man, this has been a, an interesting show, dude, an interesting conversation and uh, had had no idea where we'd go today. So this was this was really fun. I really, really appreciate you. All right. So for those entrepreneurs listening, what's your recommendation? You You already mentioned, you know, try chat GPT for 15 minutes a day. What's, what's your next level uh, 
to take take your business to the next level recommendation for those listening. So in, in addition to spend 15 minutes in chat GPT daily, that's a, that's a must for every industry. I think that producing as much content for the web as possible, this is the, this is the time. This is the last, this, I, I, you know, because AI tools are going to make it so, they make it so easy to produce content at scale that what's inevitably going to happen is there's going to be so much junk content put online that it's going to stop. It's I think it's going to stop mattering eventually, you know? And so I think now is the time you need to be doing it. You need to start carving out your, um, your, your digital real estate now before it's too late. That's why I think people like you, Robert, who are taking the time to create content, to record a podcast, to network, to find the opportunities within podcasting uh, is really important. I run a podcast production agency, so I launch podcasts for businesses. I handle all the day-to-day -day operations. We leverage the newest tech, the newest tools to make sure that it stands out. Um, now, is, now is the time because it's going to be very, I think it's going to be very difficult to do what you're doing and what, what I do in five years. It's going to be very difficult. So now is the right. time. Now is the time. Now is the time. I love that. Mark, thanks so much for hanging out and having this conversation. Appreciate you. Appreciate all that you're doing. And uh, just, uh, man, let's just keep on keeping on. Love this. Love this entrepreneur space and, and empowering people to uh, do better, be better and, and benefit from it. Yeah, baby. Let's go. Now's the time. Thank you for tuning in to this episode brought to you by the power of intentional decisions that lead to massive action. Those aren't just buzzwords. They're qualities that can help you take control of your life and build a successful business. To support you on this journey, we're offering you our most popular survey to help you establish a baseline. Visit enjoybizlife.com to check it out and take the first steps towards changing your life and business. We often make things more complicated than they need to be, losing sight of what's truly important. This tool will help you refocus on what matters most so that you can start doing the things you've always wanted to do, like spending quality time with loved ones. And if you enjoyed this episode, please show us some love by liking, subscribing, or leaving a review. But most importantly, share it with someone who needs to hear it. In our next episode, Robert talks with Alexandra Watkins about the value of a name, how to know if a name is good, but also how to know if it's really bad. Not just the name of your company, but product names, course names, how to protect your names beyond just owning a domain name, which is really no protection at all.